Hello and welcome to Just Us 3 episode 12. This week's episode is on growth and we're very delighted to be joined by special guest Harriet Clifford. How are you all? Good, thank you. Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Oh, good. How are you, Harriet? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, enjoying the nice sun today. Yeah, it's a lovely day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I nice think weather. we're going to make the most of it afterwards and go to a beer garden. So make <laughs> the most of it while we can. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I was going to say I'm very jealous about that. I'm kind of self-isolating at the moment, so that's fun. Oh, gosh, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> oh, well, at least right. you can sit in, sit in the garden, I imagine, and exactly, yeah. enjoy the weather. Lucky very lucky to have a garden so it's all right <laughs> oh, and uh, just to sort of start off Harriet if um if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about your background um and yeah just a introduction really yeah sure um well first of all thanks for having me on um this is my first podcast appearance so I'm quite nervous which is funny seeing as this is about confidence but I'm really not feeling confident <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so I'm Harriet and I my full-time job is as an editor of a magazine um, and that's only been for the last month or so so I'm kind of still settling in and um, I kind of also describe myself as a freelance journalist but to be honest for the last uh, however many months I haven't done that because it's been really intense at work but I'm hoping after a big project is over which is actually finishing on Monday then hopefully I'm going to get back into doing some freelance stuff as well because it's really nice to just like supplement it and I'm really lucky that I don't have to like rely on that for income but and I've got the full-time job but I also love doing the the pitching and the thrill of all that so (laughs) um yeah so I kind of describe myself as a journalist and then the full-time job is the editor as well so yeah nice (laughs) brilliant we're all students so it's nice to hear from someone actually in the industry as well (laughs) well I'm sure if you're if you're doing I don't think there's such a thing as a student journalist if that's what um people do then you're still a journalist so I don't know if you guys are journalists as well but yeah yeah we're all um we're all currently in second year at Sheffield Uni so uh just trying to get as much experience as possible really while trying to balance the degree yeah Yeah, that's so tricky Mm. I I didn't do anything um other than student journalism like as in the student newspaper when I was at uni so I'm very um in awe of all these people that I see on Twitter and stuff who are doing so much other like paid freelance work alongside their degree I don't understand how they do it (laughs) I know I feel the exact same seeing all these people on Twitter I don't know what it is at the moment but everybody seems to be having like so many different opportunities and It just Mm. seems to be flooding in on Twitter over the past couple of days. I don't know what's in the water, but it's all I've seen. It's amazing. Yesterday, I was like, what has happened? I just (laughs) opened Twitter and the whole thing was just people announcing jobs. And I was like, I'm very, very happy for you, but this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, especially for them all to come at the same time. It's just so unheard of in the journalism (laughs) industry. I know. I mean, it's great. It's it's really great. Just really funny over the last few days. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like there's some sort of secret society that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if anyone's listening and wants to let us in, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I thought it'd be nice to start off by talking about our confidence before we all went into journalism. So how has it differed from where you began to where you are now? And when did you notice a change in this, if we just want to go around? Um, I can start if you want. Go for it. Yeah, great. I think for me, at the beginning of like doing our journalism degree, I think I lacked a lot of confidence in journalism, especially like, you know, news writing, calling people like local news stories. I found that quite difficult at first. And, you know, putting out a tweet was something that I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> getting my anxiety going. But kind of now I find that I'm a lot more confident. I think as you kind of get older as well and you get more used to doing it and speaking to people, interviewing, that you find that you're just a lot better at it. I don't know if you guys found that as you kind of mm-hmm. got progressively on with interviewing people that at first you were like, oh my God, my first interview. And now you're kind of like, hi, yeah, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> a bit more confident with it. I felt the same that although I was quite confident in my abilities to write, to interview someone, I just felt so out of my depth. And when I first started interviewing people at the start of the course, I'd spend the days leading up to it worrying about it, thinking about what I was going to say and really yeah. having to like script things out. And now I feel like I just approach it with an open mind and with confidence because you just got to fake it until you make it really that even if you don't feel comfortable, um, confident and comfortable, you've just got to act like you are. Um So yeah, I feel the exact same, Liv, that interviewing really did scare me at the beginning, but slowly my confidence has grown quite a lot in that area. And I'm really glad about it because obviously it's such an important part of the job. So I'm glad that I've kind of got that under my belt now. I actually agree a lot with that, Katie. Um, Especially when you sort of said like, you've got to act like you're, you know, you know what you're doing, because I think a lot of it does feel like acting. Like, I don't know about you, I literally sat there about to do an interview and I almost like, go into this sort of different character and you have to be very much um very much I don't know like animated in a way to try and sort of sound professional but that that's just my experience but yeah I I really struggled at the start with um with confidence especially I think um we had these workshops in semester one of first year and I remember they were so brutal but when you look back now you think thank god because uh, I think that definitely helped um, a lot. But it was quite hard to sort of accept at the time. Um, but yeah, what what about you, Harriet? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything everyone was saying, especially what you just said, Hannah, about um, the character, going to a different character. I Like when I'm sat, especially when it's now on Zoom, before I like click enter the call or whatever, I'm sort of sat at my desk sort of psyching myself up. And if like something stressful has been going on, I'm just like, right, forget that and get into the zone. And then I sort of arrive and I'm like, hello, like nice to meet you. But you just kind of have to, because you're running it, you're like in charge of the interview. And that's really not what I'm comfortable doing. I find that, I find the whole thing really stressful and I still find it really stressful, but definitely at the start, it was even worse. And I think I, over time I've kind of, um, yeah, as you all said, like you just grow in confidence with kind of with practice. Also what you were saying about, like obviously you guys are doing um journalism degrees which is really cool um but I I didn't do that so I when I started my first job um yeah in 2019 I'd never I'd never done an interview before I'd only ever been interviewed for a job and I'd never yeah just never done it and I'd never no one had ever sort of explained how it worked so I was just kind of making it up as I went along and it was very scary but um it was kind of nice when it was in person 
before when like when obviously when I first started they were in person which in some ways was terrifying but also it was quite nice because it just felt a bit more natural like I think this this zoom interviewing is there's definitely pros and cons but it's a bit scarier because it's quite like it just sort of sat there I don't know it's not like a normal interaction is it Mm, I definitely think that when we go back to doing face-to-face interviews it's going to feel like an absolute breeze because we've had to deal with zoom interviews for so long (laughs) and it's just so different from what we used to like realistically if you think we went into lockdown um halfway through our first year we hadn't conducted that many interviews in real life so all we've really been used to is zoom interviews for so long now that I think we're just so raring to get out there and interview people in person now because you just build up such a better relationship with people when it's in person Mm. and zoom there's always like the lag and you're just speaking over people and (laughs) it can just be so awkward at times it's just it'd be so much nicer to just get out there and do what we've wanted to do for so long now yeah definitely I think you miss people's like mannerisms as well Mm. yeah you know what I mean like when people are speaking to you you kind of play off each other like face to face I mean but on zoom you kind of just staring at a screen and you can see yourself I find looking at myself so distracting I try not to look, I look at everyone else other than myself because I just hate like hate seeing it I don't know if you guys feel the same but it, it is very distracting you know you so find out so much more about a person when you're with them and most of the interviews I do for my job are like for features it's not like a news story that I'm getting a quote for or something it's it's a feature so I've like prepared the questions and I know I need to get sort of 1,400 words out of it and like really get to know the person and stuff and it's really hard over zoom just like a 30 minute call whereas if you meet them you I love bringing in like anecdotes about oh we met in this coffee shop and like it's just all these nice things that you just don't get to have and like the only things I've been able to do recently is like oh and then a cat popped up on the screen or something (laughs) like there's just nothing nothing fun like anecdotal about it and that's like a big part of feature writing I think is like bringing in the whole context of it so it's quite difficult actually. When did you all notice a change in your confidence levels because we've all said that obviously interviewing although it's still quite daunting but we found it a lot easier now at what point was there a switch for all of us? I think for me recently we've been doing news days and I've been editor news day editor for both radio not right yeah radio and online and like obviously you're in a group of I don't know how many but it is quite daunting to do that and like you're going through and getting everyone's pictures and things and like you said Katie about you've got to kind of fake it till you make it and I found with that I was so nervous but I kind of just got on with it and I found that my confidence from doing that has got so much better like I can just say to someone like where's this story we need the story now and not be kind of like oh I'm, I'm so sorry you know like kind of be really tentative because you're kind of in the journalism industry you can't be like that you've got to be like where's this story we need this story now what's happening <laughs> so yeah that's where I found that my confidence this year is kind of skyrocketed with regards to like journalism and things like that what about you guys I find that the podcast has probably helped the most in the fact that each week or every other week we've had to just chat to each other and chat to other people who we've never met before and it's just become so much more natural 
And if you look back on obviously all our podcast recordings, like from the beginning to now, you will see such a difference in all three of us and how far Mm. we've come. And I think that's really played a part in, although we've been speaking to each other and we know each other so well, that's helped so much in speaking to complete strangers because we've built our confidence in that way. I don't know if you two agree with the podcast inside of things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'd say that's definitely one of the main confidence boosts that I've had personally. Um, but one of the sort of moment that stands out is um, I was doing a week of work experience for my local sort of news, uh, not newspaper, but online news website. And um, it was quite daunting. I think on the first day, the, the editor said to me, right, can you call up like the um, clinical commissioning group for the area and like demand to know the vaccine figures and find out if they're lagging or anything like that. And obviously I was like, oh gosh, this is quite scary. Um, but I called up and even though it wasn't like I didn't get the figures my mum came in afterwards and said gosh that didn't even sound like you and I thought oh I didn't know if that was a good or a bad thing but um, I mean she said no no it just sounded like very sort of like confident but yeah I, I don't know I think I know you've sort of said Harriet that you've like you used to struggle sort of on the phone and I think I used to as well so to hear that was quite was quite nice really <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. What what about you? Um, yeah, I it's interesting because I think my I would I still don't really describe myself as confident. Like I still I still think I'm quite a shy person, which people around me find funny because they're like, you don't come across as shy, but in my head I'm freaking out at just like having a conversation. So it's interesting like the perception that you give off of yourself that's different to what's going on in your head. But I I don't really know about I can't really pinpoint any time during my sort of career in journalism but I I know definitely that my confidence increased hugely when I just started working like after school when I started working I initially went to university and the first time I went to uni and just was so shy and really I didn't I was quite unwell so I just ended up dropping out after about five weeks and then after that like I sort of got a bit better um over a period of a year and then I got my first like job and it was in a shop and just that job was so so important for me and just like learning how to speak to people and not be terrified and not just absolutely like I think I get scared of like freezing and not knowing what to say and just coming across as stupid or weird or whatever um but then I just realized it's okay like people are just people they're just they're just there like you don't have to put on a performance you're just chatting and you don't have to say everything perfectly every time, which I think I always, because I'm a bit of a perfect, well, quite a lot of a perfectionist. So I kind of feel like every word I say has to be really intelligent or fit into the sentence perfectly or something, but it just doesn't. And people are very fine about it, aren't they? If you just sort of mess up a sentence, it's like, it's fine and just start again. Like in interview, in job interviews, I've sometimes just been so out of breath because I've been like, speaking I've just had to say okay sorry I just need to breathe (laughs) and then I've just had to like stop and breathe and then start again and they've always been fine with that like no one cares um so I think like that getting a job was so important and then in my journalism career which actually has been quite short because yeah I started um in the company where my magazine is now in September 2019 and then I worked on a different magazine for six months and then the pandemic came so then I was furloughed for six months and in that time I sort of started doing the freelance stuff which was great but it didn't 
like it was really good for my confidence to get published but it didn't really involve like speaking to people because quite a lot of the stuff I did was like via email or a few things on zoom and stuff um but it definitely was a confidence boost for knowing that like I could pitch and get people like to accept my ideas and like the feedback I got from the writing was really nice and then yeah my new job I guess that's only been six six seven months now as well so I've actually only been sort of yeah in the full-time journalist job for a year overall but I don't know I think just the confidence I got from like the promotion recently and stuff and then yeah just I think just really practice like doing it over and over again and just knowing that it's like part of my week and as you as someone was saying I can't remember who was saying near the beginning that yeah I used to like think about an interview for like days before and like panic about it and worry so much but now it's just like oh it's just part of my week and then yeah it just comes along and I do it and I feel much more confident but yeah I don't know sorry it's just rambling now (laughs) no not at all going back to what you said about working in a shop I totally agree with that I worked for two years from 16 to 18 in um, a shop on my local high street and that worked wonders for me just speaking to random strangers and I feel like it set me up really well for a career in journalism because Mm -hmm. you just have to make conversation off the bat and just hope for the best and even if like you have a nice conversation with just one customer one day, like it can really have a positive impact on your confidence. And you just think, oh, like that was really nice. It was such a nice exchange. So why can't I do that with anyone else, like any other random stranger that you come across? I feel like as well, what you said about working in journalism, there's a lot of rejection in this industry and getting nice comments back from people. And like in your instance, Harriet, getting a promotion, those small wins are so much more than the rejections because obviously we get so many more rejections than like acceptances for example in the world of pitching and mm. just that one acceptance is enough to like boost our confidence so much more than so many other things so I think it's just appreciating how far you've come in such a short space of time and not focusing on like the rejections for example you just have to think about where you started and where you are now and you and the progress you've made yeah definitely the rejections during that time when I was pitching and on furlough was to start with it was really hard and you just want to be like you just want to give up to start with you're like oh my ideas are rubbish no one's ever gonna commission me and I didn't really have any bylines other than like in the magazine I was working for but they weren't sort of online so I couldn't like share anything and yeah I just didn't I felt like I to be honest when I first started pitching I didn't actually realize that you can just pitch I just assumed that everyone who got um pieces published was sort of already had established like relationships of editors I didn't know you could just cold pitch I didn't know you could just search for someone's email address and email them it was like completely alien to me and then yeah when I was on furlough I was like well I've got all this time this will be great to like do and I didn't have a huge um financial stress because I obviously had the furlough money even though it was a bit reduced but I luckily was lucky enough to be able to move back home during the pandemic and stuff so it was quite nice just to have that freedom to to be rejected and learn from it and just learn how to even pitch in the first place because it was really something very new but yeah it was just quite nice to um to sort of realize that it's possible and you don't have to be really established to to get commissions and stuff but yeah the rejections 
I think you do get used to them. Um, but to start with, it's really, it's really tough because you just want to give up and you just think, oh, well, I thought that was a really good idea. So why, why on earth has someone said no to it? But yeah. Mm. I think a nice point to go from here is if we could go back to our younger selves before we sort of delved into the journalism industry or in terms of confidence, what would you go back and tell your younger self about, say, the industry or the fact that you should be more confident? Uh, I'm happy to start this if if that's all right. Yeah, okay. I feel like Olivia may, may sort of know what I'm going to say here, but um, I feel like <laughs> there is one quote that I would love to go and tell myself, and that is what Olivia told me, and it's stay in your own lane. Because honestly, I think we've probably all been there where you just like automatically without even realising it, you start comparing yourself to people, especially on Twitter, you know, you see... I mean, as great as it is to see other people's achievements, you do think, gosh, what like, am I doing something wrong? Like, I don't know, what what do I need to be doing to improve? Um, but I think also, yeah, that quote, and I think what you've sort of mentioned, Katie, about reminding yourself of what you have achieved in such a short space of time. Um, yeah, I think I'd say both of those, to be fair. Yeah, I love that, Han. <laughs> um, I think... For me, like what I say to my younger self is just don't, don't like, if there's something that scares you, go for it. Because often when I was younger, I would be like, my God, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'd get so worried about doing things. And sometimes it just stops me from doing things that I could have done and kind of not realizing I'm just as able as everyone else to do something. And I think that was a massive realization for me, kind of like, for instance, our magazine Liberty Bell when I I applied for that way back in like my first year of uni and I was like oh my god can I do this and I was like just go for it and see see what happens and it's probably been one of the best decisions I made and yeah I think it's just a matter of you know grabbing an opportunity when it comes and not being scared of it really. I feel like I'd tell myself don't not apply for something or go for something for the fear of rejection or for the fear that I'm not good enough for it because nine times out of ten like you are good enough for it and even if you don't get it for example there'll be a reason for that and it's not just the right time or it's not the right role and that's okay and I feel like it's really humbling and you get a lot of rejections in this industry and that's completely okay because what's meant for you will find you and it's just a case of waiting for your moment to shine and like Hannah said not worrying about what other people are doing because obviously everyone's going to be at different stages in their career and journey so if you were to look at somebody else who was say like 25 like we're we're only 20 and 21 and I just think if you're comparing yourself to someone who's got like four or five years experience on top of you, that's not going to end well because obviously they're going to have achieved more because they've had more time to do it in. So I just think, yeah, staying in your own lane, as Hannah and Olivia would say, is the best, <laughs> it's the best way to go about things um, in life and especially in the journalism industry. Yeah, what about I, you, Harriet? I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I... I would definitely want to tell all those things to myself as well. Um, I think also kind of in the same, in the same vein as that, like the time thing, like I, I am, I'm 25 and I, I sometimes, because I had a few um, sort of setbacks, I guess I would call them in sort of between, yeah, between the age of 18 and between now, 
but I often do like compare myself to people my age and think oh my gosh they're like literally doing this crazy thing and like I know I may seem like I'm doing like really well in my career and I think like I am proud of the stuff that I'm doing I don't know really what other people would think but I yeah I think I just would tell myself that it's it doesn't matter if like I you never need to feel that you're sort of late or like you've missed something or you're not on the right track as you should be or something because that's just what has happened in your life and like yeah whether it's sort of like mental illness or some sort of other thing that's happened some like trauma then it doesn't matter if that means that you've had to take like a year out or something it really it won't hold you back and it doesn't matter what age you are like you can still write at any age really it really doesn't matter does it and you can still get a new job and you can still do all this all this stuff and I think something else I would also tell myself is not to like which is slightly converse to what I've been saying but not to pin my identity on my career because I think that's something that I do and I think a lot of people do that and it's kind of it's really good because like it's partly because we're like passionate about it and we love it and so obviously it is part of my identity and I will always it will always be that but also it kind of if you pin your identity onto like what you do then if that thing goes away or gets taken away or you have to stop it for some reason you kind of like crash and just sort of freak out and like I think that's what's happened for me a lot when I've like finished university for example or finished a specific specific like project or school even when I finish school and like I suddenly don't have that like crutch of my identity of the thing that I'm doing and it goes away then I'm just like oh my goodness who am I and I have this like massive crisis and then it's like kind of like devolves into an illness and it's really it's really difficult because it's like we spend so much time of our lives working and doing this thing so how are you supposed to not pin your identity onto that but yeah I mean that's that's a whole nother um podcast topic I think but (laughs) that's probably something I would tell myself just to make sure I'm like confident in myself without the trappings of the career as well because it's not like the be all and end all and it's kind of just a thing at the end of the day it's just a thing that we do to make money and obviously it's fulfilling in other ways as well but I don't know I don't know if that made sense other people Mm. I think I speak on behalf of the three of us when I say that that completely resonates with us because we're such workaholics and we thrive off of productivity and base our persona off of like how much we've done today or like we'll only be happy if we've ticked everything off a to-do list and yeah that makes us feel great but like you said it's only one part of our identity and we're only doing it to make money that it shouldn't define us if we're not able to do that as well as we'd hoped one day for example yeah definitely and I also um, empathize with you Harriet about having I had a gap year as well and I dropped out of uni after like two weeks so I was studying English literature and I get it It, you feel like when you're starting uni again (laughs) I just feel a little bit like oh my god I'm behind I've you know I've not done this like when I look at other people who are a year younger than me and I think oh my god look how much they've achieved and it's just like you can't like Hannah said you can't compare yourself to others because we're all on you know we're, we are all on different paths and it's kind of yeah just just focusing on yourself a little bit more <laughs> yeah definitely I'm, I'm looking at the list I don't know about you yeah guys. same, same. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, here's quite a, an interesting question. Um, so, because we were talking a lot about things that scare us and or that we weren't worried about or that we didn't feel very confident with at the start of when we, sorry, when we started out in journalism, what's one thing that you were scared of doing that hasn't actually been as bad as you thought it, it would be? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I need to have a think about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not sure I need to have a think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for us and I think probably Katie will agree is doing the podcast I think at first we were kind of all a bit nervous about doing the podcast um, and we were kind of scared about putting it out there and what people would think but kind of now we're, we're kind of in a flow of it that we, we don't really care as much I don't know if you agree yeah definitely. if you'd have told me I said I've said this in many episodes if you'd have told me a year ago that I would have started a podcast I wouldn't I would have laughed in your face because stepping out into like broadcast journalism was something I never thought I'd do because there's a lot of comfort in just sitting behind a laptop screen and not being exposed in a way like you are when you're in front of a camera or behind a microphone so yeah I think the podcast has done absolute wonders for my confidence and all of our confidence actually so yeah definitely and then as well for me I think reaching out to people hasn't been as bad as what I thought. So like arranging interviews or getting sources for things, you're always so worried about phoning people or emailing. And realistically, like if they say no, it's not the end of the world. And I think rejection is a big thing that I'm like scared about. But if somebody says no, that's fine. Just move on and find somebody else. It really isn't that difficult to just like move on from that and accept the no and I think because obviously we're brought up to believe that rejection is so negative but actually it's just redirection and that's okay yeah definitely and uh, I actually agree a lot with what you said there Katie because I think I remember vividly in first year I think someone asked a lecturer like in one of my workshops or something you know what do you do if you get people on the other end of the phone who aren't that friendly or what do you do if people don't want to be interviewed and they I think they replied and said like 99% of the time it is it is really nice and they're very friendly and I think the thing I sort of remember every time you know I go to do a phone interview is like what's the worst that can happen like you just you you know you end the call if it gets bad but I think yeah, I, I was a bit scared of interviews, but um, I think they were right in, the, in saying that most people do actually want to sort of have their voices heard and share their thoughts and opinions. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they've actually been as scary as it, as it might seem, really. Yeah, people are lovely. I'm surprised at how many yeah. people beat you, you know, and you're just like, oh, that was great. So, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, Han. <laughs> especially up north speaking to northerners like a whole different breed of people I mean in the Midlands they're nowhere near as nice as this (laughs) I say (laughs) we're just a different bunch here yeah it's refreshing it really is (laughs) makes my life a whole lot easier really yeah yeah especially I was gonna say especially people in Sheffield they're just very friendly but definitely what about Maria? Um, yeah, no, I agree definitely about um, the interviews. I mean, we've kind of talked about it already, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I still kind of get nervous, but I mean, honestly, the things that I'm interviewing people about are, it's just then like, because it's, 
I'm not really unless I'm calling like the Department for Education or something, which I still find terrifying. But then you just talk to the press office. So it's not like, like they're not actually the people that you want the answers from. So it's kind of OK. But yeah, the people that I interview are just so delighted that I'm wanting to cover them in the magazine and they just want to tell me everything. And it's really, yeah, like you might have to ask a few difficult questions occasionally, but if they give a sort of a sort of vague answer, then you just sort of re and like you just kind of re reword it and try again. And like people aren't, people are very nice. Yeah, exactly. People are just nice and they just want to chat and it's just another person probably feeling nervous just like I am. And yeah, I think I just really thought it would be terrifying. And I think there's such a big um, perception, like before you get into the world of journalism, there's such a perception that um, journalists are these sort of like scary people that just like bombard you with questions, like bang on your door and they're like, tell me everything. And I think before I got into journalism, I was like, oh my goodness, I can never do that career. Like I wanted to go into book publishing because I was like, this is nice and safe and I can just sort of sit and do that but I I was just I just didn't think journalism was a thing that I could possibly do because I'm not like that and I would never like yeah and obviously that's not what journalists do Gen- journalists aren't don't harass people and obviously some obviously when you're um like in politic political journalism or you're on um tv interviewing and stuff you do have to a- ask really hard questions but everyone has like journalistic integrity like we're not gonna attack people and I think that that perception like scared me and I was like I can't do that so I'm just gonna ask nice questions but gradually over time you get the confidence to ask those tricky questions that you know the person might not want to answer or they might want to sort of they might just avoid it and obviously it's not nowhere near the extent of like a politician avoiding a question but even just like getting in one tricky question in an interview I'm like yes I got that question in and it feels like such an achievement but that really scared me and actually it's not as bad as it is just to ask a challenging it's not even as though it's like an offensive question it's just a challenging question that you know they may not want to they may not want to answer but most of the time they do answer it and you get a nice you get a good quote and it's it's all actually quite fine I feel like there's this perception of journalists that obviously like they're really hard hitting and ask really tough questions but realistically we're all just making it up up as we go along (laughs) like in our degree we are taught obviously how to interview people and that's great but we all find ways which work best for us and we all have different interviewing styles and there's only so much that someone can tell us and we then have to just go off of that and do our own thing so I think just doing things that you feel comfortable doing is enough to then build your confidence because then it's like every interview you do you have this kind of like set structure of like right this is how I go about it and this is how I feel comfortable doing it and once you're in the swing of things and doing it many times in a week it just feels like second nature yeah definitely I think the big thing in interviews is it's listening to people as well I think sometimes it's so easy to like not listen to people you know so now we've all been there but I think if there's any tips that I'd have anyone like doing journalism is make sure you listen to the person because then you can use what they've said to ask them a question obviously you've got to be very off the mark but I find that works really well for me and you can sometimes get really natural answers from people that way I don't know if you guys have ever found that before Mm. when I first started interviewing I very much just followed my like I'd prepare the questions and I'd just follow them and someone would say something and I'd be like yes that's interesting and then just ask the next next one which was fine really because I was I was just turning it into a feature it wasn't like that had to be broadcast anywhere but 
you don't yeah as you say you don't get the natural answers and it's not a natural flowing conversation but that's definitely something that I've gradually learned to do and just be a bit more responsive and make stuff up and not feel like I have to follow my really rigid structure of questions which is just not how a conversation goes and it, it kind of makes you seem a bit yeah like rigid and not that human um but yeah definitely listening is such a such a good piece of advice I think because you kind of get yeah you get really sucked up into your head of like I need to ask this question I need to ask this question then you actually forget to listen to what they're saying and you could get a really great like insight into whatever they're talking about if you did just listen yeah I think we also forget as well that they're probably just as nervous as we are that if they've mm. been interviewed by someone, they're probably going to be so conscious about what they say and the fact they've never done it before. And we get so caught up in our own worries that we forget about them. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it can be reassuring just to think, right, they're probably nervous too. So I just need to calm down, make them feel at ease, listen to what they're saying and just act like it's a normal conversation with a friend. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have any more like tips for anyone like in the journalism industry who you know might like confidence or any just tips in general I'd I'd say um something that I would have probably found useful I mean I know the lecturers did tell us this in first year but um I'd say no matter who you speak like who you talk to whether you think you'll never need to use them again or you may need to use them again in the future but you think well I'll deal with that when it comes to it I'd just say write down or make a note of absolutely everyone you interview because um, we've been doing quite a lot of news stories this semester in particular and I've used I think one or two people who I spoke to in first year to see if they sort of knew anything else or knew anyone else and I think that's just such a good tip and also like with that I think just try and be really friendly like or just be yourself or you know um just make try and make a good impression I guess because then if if you interview them or talk to them once and it is friendly and you you know you have a chat about other things and it, it seems really natural uh the chances are that they'll want to help you out again and help you out in the future um but that's just my experience. I don't know if, if you guys agree or if you've got anything else to add. Yeah, definitely. I found so many more stories because of people I spoke to in my first year of uni. So it's definitely keeping them in contact, you know, having a little contact book. Um, but yeah, just like, like we've been talking about, just try to stay confident because it is hard in journalism, especially when you're going against, like if you're not naturally confident, it is hard going against people who are naturally confident but just try and as we've been saying fake it till you make it (laughs) I definitely think you have to back yourself in everything even if you're going against somebody who you think is more confident than you the chances are they're not and they're just faking it as well like we're all in this same situation (laughs) and you can't take anything for face value because it is just acting in this industry and that's okay just as long as you can do it as well um so yeah just back yourself is what I'd say on top of what everyone else has said yeah I think I would say um if you haven't done like a degree or any um training then I think that's still okay and I think it's obviously that's okay and I think um I was gonna say it's really great doing the training because you get to try all the different things but if you don't do the training um then 
kind of make yourself do the different things for example like I didn't do a degree in journalism but I did do with work I was offered to do the um an NTCJ in magazine journalism um which I've only just finished and it was actually really useful because we did some broadcast well it wasn't really yeah it was broadcast journalism we did some had to do a video and it was something that I would never in a million years want to do I don't think but actually doing it I was like oh this is actually not too bad and it gave me a lot of confidence to think I think I always thought I would just be in the sort of features writing um with the occasional like news story and stuff but actually it's made me really passionate about like news reporting and writing and trying all the different things and I think sometimes you just think you want to do one thing and then if you try other stuff it actually builds your confidence and makes you realize that you're more capable of the other things than you thought if that makes sense Mm. I think when you're told to do something or you have no choice but to do it it's always a good thing like when Hannah said earlier for example that she was asked to make a phone call on her first day of work experience you probably wouldn't have done that unless you were told to do it. So just Mm -hmm. having that push in the right direction can be really beneficial. And like, you can realize that you're capable of so much more and you like so many other things just by having that little push in that direction. Yeah. Although Mm -hmm. having said that in in my, not in a journalism um, environment, but in my year 11 work experience, I think I mentioned it on the email. I was asked to phone people and I just was like, no, <laughs> I just <laughs> said no. And I just sat there and was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you have to get it to a certain level where you, where it's not absolutely, absolutely going to paralyze you because I just knew I couldn't mm. do that. So it's definitely, yeah, getting the, the push in the right direction is so beneficial, but you kind of have to have had some exposure. Otherwise it's kind of could like, could knock you back quite a bit or you could just be like no I'm not doing that and then that's obviously not great so it's it's a tricky balance because you need to have some level of confidence already but I mean that was quite an extreme version I think most people would probably just pick up the phone but I just didn't like it at all (laughs) yeah I get everyone has boundaries and it's important that people are able to respect them and if you really don't feel comfortable and want to say no then that is absolutely fine And I think um, something to just sort of sum that up quite nicely would be, um, would you say you're happy with your current confidence levels now? Like, do you you feel quite satisfied with them? Yeah, like I'm more confident. Like, I think sometimes I need to be more confident in my work, but that's like a different, whole different topic, uh, really. But yeah, I'm definitely a bit more confident in myself. So yeah I just think it's a matter of you've just got to keep pushing yourself and just be easy on yourself when you know everyone has a bad day and that's fine you can't be perfect all the time I do tell myself that a lot because like you were saying Harry I'm a perfectionist so I find it difficult you know like everything's got to be great and it's kind of like no you need to step away now and leave it alone and that's really helped me recently but yeah I'm, I'm pretty happy what about you guys? Yeah, I, I'd say so. And I think um, obviously like, there's always room for, for improvement, I guess. And I think with, the, with what you were saying about sort of pushing yourself more, I think the more you end up in uncomfortable situations or yeah, situations that you don't feel fully relaxed in, I think that ultimately does help. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just about sort of putting yourself through those situations really. And then I guess it'll... Uh, it will help in the industry really I think 
yeah there's definitely the balance between having those boundaries at a certain point like obviously in year 11 it's kind of like this is just work experience it's not gonna do anything but yeah and then also pushing yourself so that you do do them because there's so, you can get you like you'll just get stuck and you'll just you won't be able to progress in the way that you want to and if you really want to do that thing then sometimes you do have to be a bit uncomfortable like you were saying and it's like it is uncomfortable and not pleasant to start with but every time you do it then it'll just get better and eventually you'll be like oh my goodness I can't believe I was so worried about that before and yeah so it is a balance um but yeah in terms of my confidence levels now I think I think in situations I'm kind of okay with my confidence levels like I think when I'm actually doing the thing that I'm maybe wouldn't be confident about I'm like okay I feel okay now and I feel like I'm coming across I think I worry about coming across badly and I think most of the time I do okay but I think it's I think the thing that I want to improve on is the sort of like the thoughts and the feelings I have before the thing and so that I'm just like panicking about it and like overthinking all the time and feeling really anxious when actually it's just like a massive overreaction because I know that the thing that I'm doing is going to be okay and yeah I think that's something I would like to to improve on because I always I just feel so worried beforehand and it's unnecessary and it doesn't actually it doesn't solve anything it doesn't help it just makes me feel stressed <laughs> and I feel enough, I feel stressed enough anyway so I don't really need unnecessary stress as well and I think a lot of stress is actually unnecessary but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally agree with that and although I am happy with my confidence levels I do think that there is a still long uh, there is still a long way to go and I just think it's important to visualize your end goal and to think that in order for me to get there there are certain things I am going to have to do and that's okay and to just take them in my stride rather than unnecessarily stressing about them so yeah thank you so much for speaking with us today Harriet no thanks for having me it's, it's been really fun I just enjoyed like chatting it just feels like a chat which is nice I was <laughs> I'm just so used to being into uh, being the interviewer not being interviewed and so I was scared but actually it was nice <laughs> oh, well, we, we always wanted to feel like a chat so it's nice I'm glad you said that <laughs> yeah I really like when I saw the plan I was like oh great they're gonna be like saying stuff as well because I think that's yeah it's nice to just everyone to be chatting and just mm. everyone giving their opinions rather than just sort of one person speaking so yeah it was, it was really nice yeah Thank you so much for those of you who have got to this point. We appreciate it so much. And thank you again to Harriet for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. And like she said, it's just been like a lovely chat as always. That's been nice. Um, as always, you can find our um, social media in the podcast description. And if anyone would like to get involved with any episodes, then please get in touch with us on social media or in the email in the podcast description. So yeah, thank you everyone. And I hope you have a lovely day, all of you enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> See you later guys. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.